been doing your own movies for a couple years. Ramping up now. I read uh, you're going to spend about $400 million on four movies that are coming out this year, okay. give or take. You can never believe what you read. Sometimes. Um, Um, you know, what, what we're really focused on is how do we push the creative boundaries um, and doing shows that uh, bring people together, are exciting, polarize people. Welcome back to the Men's Rights Podcast. <laughs> no, no, The no. most misogynistic <laughs> podcast you've ever heard or your money back. This is not it. <laughs> First is alimony a hate crime against men. <laughs> Secondly, the five types of college girls you need to fuck this season. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> so do you think anyone... <laughs> I like to imagine someone tuning in for the first time, taking a chance on this podcast, and that's what they hear. <laughs> They've already <laughs> shut it off. <laughs> Like, even though we're saying normal shit, that is what comes through to them? Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, welcome back to How Original, the only podcast solely devoted to Netflix original movies. This is season two, episode one, and we're going to be talking about the power of the dog. Dude, we're we're so devoted to these Netflix originals. We're devoted <laughs> Almost to the too fans. devoted. We're devoted to the game. Let's, yeah. Okay, let's crack these non-alcoholic beers. Yeah. This is going to be a very professional season. Imagine being so unprofessional that you drink on pod. Imagine drinking just, on the job. Dude. Just imagine. You what, couldn't catch us doing that. What are you, European? <laughs> yeah. What are you, like, soccer? <laughs> we get 51 weeks of vacation a year. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're drinking the Stanley Park Trail Hopper IPA non-alcoholic beer. Let me, yeah, so this is my first time foraying into the... Uh, the non-alcoholic realm. I'm gonna say this is. I like. Also, I like how I just said non-alcoholic realm. Like this is like this is Stranger Things or something. You know, <laughs> you're in the upside down. In the upside down. Um, or maybe you're in the right side up now. I don't know. That's true. It depends on how you look at it. It literally tastes like a beer, eh? It does. Yeah, I feel like it's less like substantial. I feel like there's a little bit less flavor overall. Mm um but no yeah it tastes, still i mean good. also less calories and less well. calories which is awesome yeah sure. like you'll notice printed on the can 50 calories that's kind of like a selling point like, yeah in fact like i don't think they ever even put the nutrition facts on the alcoholized beers like <laughs> i wonder why that is yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's too shameful i wonder why that is yeah how can they even do that legally like i feel like <laughs> you know what i mean how do they even get away uh, with that Wait, I think they have. I don't think so. The calories and sugars and stuff. Do they? Mm, pretty sure. I think they're pretty cool. I think a it. lot of people are in such a rush to just skull it that they don't look. Ah, okay. But also, like, the lowest amount of calories you can have in, like, one drink would be, like, 80 or 90 calories. Yeah. Like, in a shot of even vodka, which would have no, like, added sugars or anything. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I don't know. When I used to bartend, people would be like, can I have a gin and water i'm on a diet it's like okay sure <laughs> whatever like, mental gymnastics you need to do but it's like yeah you're already consuming empty calories yeah and putting poison in your body so i don't i don't know what the water is gonna do <laughs> can i have a shot of gin and 20 celery sticks yeah <laughs> blend up celery yeah because you know how celery has negative one calories yeah have, have you ever had celery juice I don't think I have, no. Uh, a podcast I listen to a lot. 
all the hosts like ironically got it and then not ironically got into drinking celery juice and i tried to make it one time and unless you have a specific juicer that like takes care of all the shredded up husks it's such a mess to make yourself (laughs) you get so little juice out of a giant stock of celery you need like a dexter kill room to make your celery juice yeah um yeah, so dude, this 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 is a sober kingdom now this podcast. yeah no it's it's very professional we have a moat filled with lacroix <laughs> yeah that white claw will never traverse <laughs> an impenetrable uh defense of lacroix yeah, yeah we're sipping on some mango lacroix you right got now mango lacroix yeah. yeah yeah um so in the time we took off podcasting i tried to broaden my horizons i tried listening to the emrata podcast high low um, emily Rodakowski. Oh, okay absolute dog water unlistenable <laughs> i got 20 minutes into a 32 minute episode and i'm like this is so tough <laughs> anyway i i tried to listen to what women have to say wasn't too interested is that um what what's she in is she, well is she was one? known no. for being in the blurred lines music video oh, and then okay. has since been in i don't know various movies but nothing like super high profile uh-huh. and then has you know got dumped i think by her husband who like wasn't paying rent in their apartment or something there's a whole thing she was dating eric andre now she's been spotted kissing harry styles i don't know whoa her fucking yeah the breadth of the people she's (laughs) dated is insane yeah eric andre and harry it's almost as if she would back to back simply die if she were not in the news right so i i think there might be an element I would not recommend you check out her podcast entitled right. High Low. With okay. We we did check out, a, <laughs> or you sent me an episode of, a, I guess it was the New York Times podcast? Yes. Yeah. Uh, shouts out to my friend Ben. Not sure if he's a loyalist, but he did send me this. And he's like, hey, thought of you because Netflix was also discussed. Yeah. So the film critic A.O. Scott, who has written for a long time for the New York Times, is retiring because movies are too mids and people are too dumb, basically. <laughs> yeah, so, so the, the whole podcast was like his explanation of why he's retiring and like how he describes his like relationship to cinema and the way that film has changed since he began uh, reviewing for the Times. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah it was, that was super interesting. Yeah, I mean, basically it just boiled <laughs> down to like, there's so Netflix gets a shout out uh, and gets the blame basically for like, um i i guess algorithmizing people's movie taste too yeah much. and just making it so accessible to watch all these movies that things kind of cease to have any value like it's too easy to go watch forgettable movies yeah. some of which we've covered on season one <laughs> and he's also saying like the big tentpole like superhero ips have basically cannibalized a lot of talent in hollywood they're now kind of locked into these franchises that make a ton of money but it prevents people from being attached to other projects that would take more risks, but yeah. produce a fraction of the guaranteed returns. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he was also saying like, when you as a critic uh, speak out against like the Avengers, for instance, a lot of people are just like, don't count. You're a hater. <laughs> like they're not willing to engage with you on any sort of like debate. People are just like, let me enjoy this and and you get written off so it's like people are not trying to hear insightful analysis i guess right which kind of what do you think about that well to me that sounded like he was just kind of being salty because samuel it jackson tweeted like, at him yes yeah, sour for, grapes a little bit yeah samuel jackson yeah. who's like in the marvel 
cinematic universe like yeah. tweeted at him when he had that take publicly i guess yeah uh, in an essay that he wrote <laughs> for the times and he was like and basically he was like yeah you're just a fucking hater dude like yeah um, and everyone dogpiled on ao scott who's really it was tony i think uh right y- yeah. yeah anthony i guess i was oh i was a bit confused about that right 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 where's the tea where's the the tea i mean hiding out magazine letters all morning uh but yeah it was interesting to hear somebody who is like a recognizable name in the film criticism space being like the way people consume movies and think about movies or perhaps don't think about them has changed so much that like fuck this this isn't even fun anymore right and i was gonna ask you do you think r.i.p roger ebert he would have loved netflix originals uh, do you think Roger Ebert would ever have quit? I think he would have 100% kept reviewing movies. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think he would have just been hanging in there, he, man. He would never have walked away from the game. <laughs> I, yeah, dude. I think he'd hang with the Kissing Booth 3. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, uh, yeah, like, I, I guess, yeah, it was, uh, it was an interesting article for sure. Um, do you think that we're, like, part of the problem? <laughs> do you think this podcast is part of the problem? <laughs> <laughs> no No. Uh, (laughs) do you think we're the ao scott or do you think we're like the fans that are i think that are perpetuating this Mm. you know this development Uh, well we're definitely driving views for the kissing booth um no i think we're taking a critical look at some movies that have probably not been given a lot of critical analysis yeah 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 because like i'm just fascinated by a lot of netflix movies that are seemingly competent if you look at any of their individual parts like maybe they have some names you recognize maybe they look kind of like a real movie but then when you study them (laughs) under a microscope it's like none of this works yeah none of it quite fits together it was made you realize it was made in a lab (laughs) it was made in a lab the receptors are not something that you would find in the natural no no definitely no matter how many pangolins you may or may not eat uh yeah so that was the new york daily podcast it's about a half hour 35 minutes 45 um, I think, yeah. okay yeah uh if you're interested i would definitely recommend checking that out not that that podcast needs our help to be like one of the biggest podcasts ever yes <laughs> they're gonna see the how original bump after this yes yes <laughs> yeah are there are there any other pods you've been checking out uh pods no i don't think i've checked out any other pods um i've watched some movies recently played uh i've been playing playing the rocket league i've been on the harry potter um (laughs) what percentage of the harry potter game have you beat so far i i I haven't done a ton of the story mode uh my teacher friends in the group chat who are also playing the game were like (laughs) clowning me like what have you been doing all this spring break like fuck i don't know writing yeah as if you don't have any other life aside from harry potter yeah hiking man i don't know (laughs) (laughs) you're just listing activities to try to get them off your back (laughs) (laughs) i need a doctor's note for why i haven't played enough harry potter this spring that's like man i watch so many more movies and tv but i feel like i run into that situation when somebody recommends me a tv series and like maybe i'm watching it but not like fast enough to satisfy them they're like what have you even been doing yes yes they're like people get mad at you for not devoting your whole life to one particular game or 
series. Do you think if you could watch, you know how you could listen to podcasts at like 1.5x yeah. speed? What if you could watch movies at 1.5x speed? Do you think, <laughs> do you, do you think people would, would use that feature? And do you think A.O. Scott, how much do you think that would infuriate A.O. Scott? Uh, A.O. <laughs> Scott would be an active shooter situation. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think I personally know anybody who listens to podcasts sped up. That's truly demented behavior, but... Yeah, I mean, I think some people are so literal minded that they can't appreciate slow moments in a movie or anything that doesn't advance the plot like A to B. Yeah. So they might watch The Power of the Dog and be like, okay, I'm fast forwarding through the landscape shots. I get it. I get it. Yes, like, yes. Yeah, which I mean, why even watch a movie at all if that's your approach? Yeah. Oh, I, uh, I did want to do one thing. I want to read a Reddit post here. Okay about movies and movie culture all right so this is from the r slash red scare pod subreddit which be grateful you don't know what i'm talking about okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> i wish i could have your brain where i don't know any of this shit uh pretty classmate asked me for my phone number for film recommendations i ended up writing paragraphs about lars von trier and michael haneke movies and she just said i'll watch them alone then the body of the post i kind of thought she was going to ask me to watch the movies with her or if I should have asked her if she wanted to see them together. Why would he want to watch a Lars von Trier movie with this chick that he's trying to fuck, right? Is that because this guy has, like, terminal autism. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to recommend stupid Marvel or Netflix movies because I wanted to seem more cultured. And I genuinely do love von Trier and Haneke films. But I can't help but think I fucked up. My dry spell continues. <laughs> I think this person is also very young. Uh, and then there was a comment that I uploaded. This was so socially maladjusted of you, you may as well have taken her to a porn theater on a first date, like in Taxi Driver. <laughs> For real, man. Yeah. So, look, if any of our listeners out there are, you know, young men who are trying to woo women and uh, women ask you for film recommendations, definitely do not talk about Lars von Trier. Or Haneke. Or if they ask you what podcast you're listening to, also probably don't say this one as your yeah, first no, this, one. <laughs> say you listen to The Daily by The New York Times. Give it like a week yeah. <laughs> before you tell like, them about how original. Fuck, yeah, that's just so insane. Even like if I was talking to somebody, even there are a lot of people who enjoy movies that I would not recommend these movies mm -hmm. to. Like that has to be a specific, you know, yeah. individual. Yeah. And if there's any sort of flirtatious undertone, don't be like... I think you should check out Antichrist and the Piano Teacher. Like, <laughs> I Jesus think you should check out Antichrist. Christ. The opening shot is a slow mo yeah. black and white <laughs> frame of uh, or, or shot of Defoe's balls. Well, actually, they had to use a stunt cock because his Did real they? penis was so big that apparently it was going to be distracting. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> so that's a fun fact about that movie. No way. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. That. Yeah. If you guys are in this situation, don't fumble the bag like this uh, Reddit poster. Uh, my brother, I was I was telling you before the pod that my brother um, texted me the other day because shouts out little Michael. Uh, I was gonna say little Michael. I do listen to Yeet. I'm not making this <laughs> up. I've been listening to him because uh, I think you mentioned Yeet like a few episodes ago, and, he, and I guess he's on. He just listened to that episode, so Hell Friday yeah. night at like. At 9 p.m., he's like, brother listens to Yeet. I was five of his songs play at parties. Ain't no way your podcast bud listening to that guy. What I, songs did he send you by him? I'm not making this up. I have nothing to gain. <laughs> In fact, I have things to gain by not saying I listen to Yeet. But I'm, I'm too transparent with you guys. 
but it, but you told me like, oh yeah, like Yeet is. Yeah. Was, was it you who said that Yeet is like certain time? He, or no? Or he said. I later might have on, said like, yo, this Yeet guy, he's next up. <laughs> and he goes, yeah. I mean, I can't see myself listening to him on the regular. Like his music no. only hits in like a certain setting. Yeah. That's similar to like a Lars von Trier movie. You know, it's like you, it's you can't listen to Yeet. No. You know, in I wouldn't be like picking a girl up on a date, just like blasting Yeet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you can't roll up and with some Lars von Trier Rex. No. <laughs> no. Can't. Yeah, it's all about knowing your audience, time and place. Time and place. Um that, <laughs> that reminds me I watched Scream Six last night. Yeah. <laughs> huge I don't know if I've ever publicly told told the the loyalists this, but I'm a huge Scream head. Um uh, one of my probably my favorite <laughs> franchise, I would say. Yeah. We were just talking about franchises and every Scream movie is a parody of some aspect of either movie culture or, or specifically horror, horror movie yeah. culture. So the first one was just a parody of uh, horror movie tropes in general. In general, yeah. And then the second one was a parody of horror movie sequel tropes. Mm. And the third one was a parody of ho- like the third film in the <laughs> franchise. And the fourth one was like... Very meta. I think the fourth one was like... Um, uh, a, a, what do you call that? No, so the fifth one was a requel. And then the fourth one was a remake, I think. Uh, <laughs> I don't they're know, making, sure. They're making fun of remakes and then right. requels. And this one makes fun of franchises. So okay. It's like what... Huh. Um, Anyway, and then the the Very op- meta. and every opening of every screen movie is like the killer, you know, making his initial kill. And the opening right. of, of this one was like, um, it was like this movie professor, this like really attractive Australian movie professor who's on like a waiting for her Tinder date to come. Okay, at a bar, and then he calls her and he goes like, "Hey, like I can't find the restaurant. Like, do you think come outside so I can like see you? I think I'm out here, but okay. like, I can't really see the signage very clearly." Um, and so she goes out and eventually oh, he no. convinces her on the phone to like go into this alley. Oh, He's like, no. "I'm in this alley." No. <laughs> um, anyway, she gets got. Yeah, she gets got. She gets got. Damn. So it's like, dude. R.I.P. Hot film professor. Yo, and uh oh i think my point was that like man if somebody is like if you're talking to someone and they're giving you lars von trier recommendations that's a big red flag they are the scream yeah <laughs> they are definitely going to kill you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's your what's your favorite lars von trier movie <laughs> I think like the power of the dog would be a good recommendation if you're trying to chat up a girl and she's like, oh, you're into movies. What's some good stuff I should watch? Because power of the dog is like it's erudite. It's, it's a very a, well-made movie, Oscar but it's nominated. like accessible to a normal person who might not be super into movies. Totally. And they probably like heard of it in passing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Like, and that's that was a Netflix original for a while. You probably saw yeah, the thumbnail. Totally. Like you'll recognize it. And it's not going to make you look like a freak pervert <laughs> unless you're like, Yo, Benedict Cumberbatch, he rules in this movie. <laughs> He's the man. He's the man. Honestly, on this rewatch, I did find myself very annoyed by Jesse Plemons. Yes. To the extent where I'm like, okay, Benedict Cumberbatch, probably a bit hard on him, but like... He's so soy. He's very soy. Yeah. He, he's very soft and simple. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, should, we, should we take a break? What time are we at? Uh, we have about 10 minutes till. Okay, till well, we why don't we just launch into The Power of the Dog? Yeah, game. let's do it. So, I enjoyed it. <laughs> second viewing for me. It was your second viewing too, right? Yeah, my second viewing as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love this movie. Um, it's, I, I was very, uh, w- w- I, I didn't watch the Oscars this year. That was probably the first time I didn't 
because the Oscars actually just happened. They were like last yeah. week um, or two weeks ago. Um, I think we were talking about we it, were the finale. Potting, right? I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, we were potting while while they were. We were grinding on. like student athletes. <laughs> yeah, some of us have a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brad Pitt. <laughs> um, and so, uh, I, I oh last year when this was nominated, I was very much because I'd seen a lot of the uh, the noms for best yeah. picture that year, and I was very firm on like I think this should have won best pick. I really. I mean, it was like the crowd favorite for a while is kind of the front runner yeah. on bodog.eu. Right. Even right. though I bet on the long shot of uh, Don't Look Up, which <laughs> would have returned like $1,000 from a $15 bet. Yeah. I don't know. I still think that was a sensible underdog bet. Don't Look Up? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think it's that crazy. Which is absolutely horrid. However, I can see the Academy being so self-congratulatory that they're like, this movie has the right message. It's yes. the movie of our times. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. They went with the other movie. With the, uh, with the Coda, message. the yeah. children of deaf adults. Yes. Huh. Yeah. Children Ain't of Ain't nobody dogs. saw that shit. <laughs> children of dog adults. Dog adults. <laughs> um, I was going to say, I wanted to read a very funny review from a friend. Uh, my friend Derek gave this three and a half stars on Letterboxd. The media have been trying desperately for the last 20 years to convince us that being a cowboy is gay. My question is, why? <laughs> That's a great question. Like, yeah. And then my review I wrote the other night, four stars, jacking off in a meadow is crazy. All caps on the crazy, which I kind of forgot about the meadow part where uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's pulling out like a scarf or something from his pants like an artifact from his mentor slash probably lover uh bronco henry dr bonnie henry and he's like (laughs) draping it over his face and then yeah as a grown man jerking off in a meadow is wild i know i used to have a jerk off meadow you know when i was 12 13 like i grew out of it you outgrow such childish thing yeah yeah (laughs) dude his jerk off meadow was crazy that was nuts because it's like you have to traverse this like bramble in the woods and like there's like a makeshift door it's like fucking terabithia like (laughs) you you have to like lift up a log and like crawl underneath this like bramble it was like some pan's labyrinth type shit dude yeah and then you come out into this wide open meadow it's like i'm sure there's another way into this like there's no way this is the only way in <laughs> yeah there's no way that's the only entry point <laughs> yeah that that meadow is pretty nuts um <laughs> did you have some reviews there uh yes i did so oh uh, by the way scream scream six heavy shout outs to letterboxd <laughs> scream franchise is very good about like being very topical which i love mm. i really appreciate about it so uh it, it gave a shout out to like letter okay. like wimpy letterboxd users like right. uh, film fucking nerds on, on letterboxd. <laughs> um unlike cool chads like us who post really good reviews <laughs> so the first sorry to interject the first time i watched this i did write more of like a thorough in-depth review yes but this second time i was like that meadow though. <laughs> that meadow though. Um, yeah, maybe I, I want to give shouts out to my buddy Alan on in Ireland. I think I saw Listen from Ireland, and I think he maybe maybe oh, okay. maybe a loyalist. Yeah. I'm not I'm not really sure. Uh, but he says the power of the dog is the leading contender for the Oscars thus far. Everything about this film is just magnificent. The performances uh, are probably award winners. The score, the cinematography, the script—they are all far superior to most 
films this award season. Thank you, Alan. Um, that's uh, yeah, five out of five stars. Yeah, hopefully, oh, wow. I hope I hope he's listening. That's my Irish buddy. <laughs> um, here's some here's some uh, other reviews. Uh, Kyle, four and a half stars. Uh, no, sorry, uh, Brat, four stars. The masculine urge to cope with your step uncle's <laughs> pointed homophobia by storming outside and aggressively hula hooping. Yeah, I had totally forgot about the hula hooping scene and laughed out loud. Dude. When it was like the cut from Peter getting understandably upset and crying cut to him outside just aggressively like hip thrust hula hooping yeah <laughs> that was so funny. And, it's like, and he's so skinny he's so skinny so one of that the things it looks I, so comical one of the things i wrote in my notes i'll say this and then maybe we'll cut to a break and come back uh the way peter looks he's not built for the 1920s frontier he's built to be a 2020s balenciaga runway model yeah like he's right like he has the haunted look of like a high fashion model yeah like he's yeah. got the Tim timothy chalamet body like even more so yeah. yeah he's he's almost impossibly slender <laughs> he yeah he literally looks like he's on a some sort of christian bale challenge like yeah like, <laughs> and he's winning like on some machinist shit. yeah <laughs> um here's another one <laughs> three stars i like the beginning of this one netflix 2 30 p.m like it's a Drake song. <laughs> Wait, yeah. <laughs> 2 30 p.m. on my couch. <laughs> and then he goes on to like write a normal review. But like I like oh, I like the idea. Of, I like, thought that was gonna be the whole review, just how he saw it and what time it was. But he did give the timestamp. Damn. Netflix, 2 30 p.m. A lot of my history from the past few months would be like Tubi, 1 37 a.m. <laughs> we gotta start putting timestamps on our reviews. <laughs> we should. That's a fun bet uh three stars from jack oz oh no no no. oh no wait hold on this is a no stars <laughs> review uh just the power of the dong <laughs> very nice <laughs> that person really labored over that review yeah uh oh yeah this one's the three stars from jack oz gonna need to make your cowboys a whole lot gayer if you want to sit through the beginning of this again <laughs> uh four and a half stars from chloe i saw the dog <laughs> 1646 likes see whenever i see a letterbox review do huge numbers like that i'm like why is that not me yeah you know right <laughs> anytime i see something good happening for somebody else i'm like that should have been me dude i was watching uh for the first time uh last week in bed with the lights off on my laptop uh pumping iron <laughs> the arnold schwarzenegger documentary yeah yeah and he has this scene in that movie where he just goes like he's talking about his influences and he was like, I was influenced by dictators. And I was like, that's so base, dude, you're Austrian. You can't yeah. say that. <laughs> that's the thing. He just goes. Yeah. <laughs> so, you're, right. so you're on that tip right now. Like that could be me, man. That yeah. should be me. I deserve to be. <laughs> that should there. be me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's jump to break and then we will come back and we'll lay out the plot of this movie. Perfect. All right. So in the time we took that break, I had to look up what anthrax is because I didn't understand. Uh, it's like it occurs in spores or something like it occurs naturally in soil and can affect animals. Oh, really? Because as I was telling you, I legit thought it did come from a lab. Yes, so yes, yes. I, I The way that yeah. the receptors are, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's suspicious. Yeah. yeah. So uh, 
I'll briefly run through the plot of this movie and set it up for people. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So, again, if you're brand new to this podcast, we do spoil everything. So if for some <laughs> reason you haven't seen The Power of the Dog and you're like, I hope they don't give it away. Yeah. Uh, we're going to give it away. We're going to tell you what The Power of the Dog is. Yeah. It was Anthrax. <laughs> it was Anthrax, yeah. You can, only, you can only see the dog in the mountains if you're gay. So. Yes. <laughs> the first time I saw this movie, I legit didn't pick up on the dog shadow, whereas I instantly saw it this time. So I'm like... Wait, did I become gay since late 2021? <laughs> what happened to me? <laughs> well, All right. you, well, you took the vaccine, so. True. Yeah, I took my booster, so yeah. that kind of crossed some wires. <laughs> um, all right. The power of the gay frog. <laughs> <laughs> so the basic premise of this movie is that there are two brothers who are, I guess, in their late 30s, early 40s, who are ranchers. So one of them is uh named george yes uh who is very soy very annoying he's portrayed by jesse plemons and a little simple a little uh, thick which you know what <laughs> i was watching that and i was like man george the, the name george i feel like gets a bad rap in movies like you're never i feel like it's so rare that you see like a cool leading man named george well wait i feel like in... it's always the either the dumb <laughs> side character simpleton. yeah the simpleton because <laughs> this is lenny and george right what, wait what was it lenny? i think lenny's the simple one yes. who wants to like stroke the rabbit <laughs> i think since the mice and men um the mice and men <laughs> you know that book <laughs> the mice the men the stuff <laughs> um i think since that book the name george has shifted in the pop the perception of George's have sh has mm. shifted in popular culture. I think mm. now it's either like a comic relief type of character, or it's like the simpleton. Hmm, is my theory. Right. Yeah. Well, this podcast is aiming to change that. Thank you. Yes. Well, at least you didn't have to look up what fucking anthrax was. <laughs> um, okay, and so he's one of the brothers, and his love interest is Kirsten Dunst. Yeah who is the mother of Peter, who is a young twink who wants to become a doctor. <laughs> and then uh, the brother of Jesse Plemons is Phil, uh, who is portrayed by Benedict Cumberbatch. Now, watching it this time, I picked up on like a little bit of like Frank Booth, Blue Velvet type energy oh, yeah. in the character of Phil, because sometimes things really set him off and he has very cruel and explosive anger. But he also can be very quiet and intense and uh, you, you know, he's unpredictable. You don't know what he's going to become fixated on, but it's like you can't talk him out of something. Yeah. And uh, he, some hate for the Benedict Cumberpatch uh, American accent on Letterboxd I uh, saw. What did yeah, you think of the accent? I thought it was pretty good, actually. I... I didn't think I really noticed moments where it was slipping. What about you? I thought he sounded like Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> like deep fake Biden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this shit will turn your pacemaker off. Like, listen here, you. Mm. You rapscallion. Like that kind of oh, that kind of vibe. Interesting. No, it it flew under my radar. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Uh, what was the joke? You know, I got hairy legs. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah so throughout the movie phil is a bit of a tough hang yeah, you know from the yeah. very first scene he's he's needling george um who you can tell is kind of long suffering and they've always had kind of a strange toxic relationship where they also work quite closely alongside each other as ranchers yeah it definitely seems like so i mean i i think 
the movie is aptly named because like a lot of it is about like power dynamics right yes and it's like um so like the power dynamic in the actually i don't even know who the older brother is i don't think we ever find that out in the movie Mm -hmm. right good question yeah because i think they're supposed to be quite close in age yeah but i mean phil is definitely the more dominant domineering personality yeah he's the dog <laughs> whereas sure. george is like the one you can actually chill with <laughs> yes um anyway yeah so he he's very much he's very controlling mm-hmm. right like um and very needlessly cruel to george once it becomes clear that you know george has his love interest then a wife uh phil never makes uh what's kirsten dunn's character's name he never makes her feel welcome or like a part of the family and is also very antagonistic towards her son peter you know kind of making some homophobic remarks and then perhaps taking more of a sexual interest in him later and then becoming a bit more of a mentor figure but it's very it's very odd it's very tinged with sexual elements so yeah so throughout the first half of this movie phil is very like homophobic towards peter but then we realize later on that actually that anger and that like homophobia is like uh basically a cover for his own feelings which is or his own self which is that he in fact is gay too and he's like repressing those feelings in himself and yes and throughout the movie uh the character phil makes reference to a mentor figure named bronco henry who is like this mythic cowboy who basically taught him and george how to be ranchers and you know now they have some success in the world and as the movie goes on it becomes clear that bronco henry perhaps had some sort of sexual relationship with phil which might have been a little dicey given phil's age so there's an element of like a mentor figure who perhaps was also like grooming him and then he's kind of passing on that dynamic or trying to uh to the character of peter right the the balenciaga model guy (laughs) yeah so what do you think about the the white sneakers that peter was wearing i thought those looked way too modern i'm like i had no idea shoes looked like that in 1920 four 25 there's a few fits in this movie that i'm like or i don't know if they would be wearing this okay or what's the point to show like this is so out of step with what everybody else would wear in the environment like this kid's like not fitting in well he's got like these pristine white sneakers on like this Uh, ranch yeah that's so weird that's a bad call dude no it's not i can't even wear white sneakers fucking to work like no i don't even wear them around vancouver yeah filthy here (laughs) yeah um so clearly it's like implying yeah sort of fashion over practicality i guess like like yeah like he's not here to like be a man and like do the work you know right he's just chilling and uh, yeah and he's like shown to be smart and interested in becoming a doctor uh i love the setup where it's like oh he's nurturing this pet rabbit and then in a later scene, he's killed it and cut it open and he's dissecting it. Yes. To like draw the diagrams. That's your first glimpse of like, oh, this kid's kind of dark and twisted. Well, like, he's got kind of like young Dahmer energy, right? I, he kind of does. And yeah. I think that's intentional because he later on says like, yeah, my dad used to say like, I'm too brutal. And then Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch laughs like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about, dude? <laughs> <laughs> that's and, always and- fun when you're hanging out with somebody and they're like, 
my dad said I was too brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the kid's not a great hang either, to be honest. No. <laughs> very few of the people just very great no. hangs. Well, Kirsten Dunst, before she becomes like a fall-down drunk, is a pretty good hang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, we should say she's like the proprietor of kind of this little restaurant or little homestead on the frontier. And uh, initially, Phil and George and their crew of cowboys uh, come through for a dinner, which doesn't go great. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but so, yeah, Phil ends up like insulting Peter um, and she's very upset by that. But then George uh, steps in and he sort of makes her feel better. And that's how. Yeah, he's clearly meet. the more compassionate one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so there's he's an ENFJ or whatever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, Peter is definitely an INTJ. <laughs> I, I recognize a fellow INTJ. <laughs> um, dude, imagine being one of those, like, because basically they lived, she lived in this town of like, it's like four buildings, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Probably like 20 people live there. Imagine being like a single lady in a town like that. You're just waiting for the cowboys to sweep through. Well, I mean, yeah, your options are kind of limited. So it's like, jesse plemons is kind of your best bet totally man yeah <laughs> as somebody who is reasonably compassionate yeah. and not a psycho <laughs> like living in the old west man that, yeah imagine working with those options w working with those odds you know you can't you couldn't make that radius big enough no no you know, on the app <laughs> it's it's pretty limited yeah, yeah oh and we should also mention so kirsten dunst her character is single because her husband has killed himself from alcoholism as well or right? or, or he related. hung himself related to it alcoholism. sounds like he was quite a severe alcoholic and then hung himself yeah um so peter is without a kind of male role model uh for a lot of the movie and peter goes i cut him down uh when i, I found him i cut him down and then i'm just imagining he dissected him afterwards like that rabbit right yeah like, <laughs> yeah I, I think we're almost supposed to think that <laughs> right yeah, because throughout the movie, the deeper into the movie you get, you're like, oh, Peter's kind of disturbed. Yeah, Peter... There's more to him than his white shoes and hula hooping. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, he's so good at hula hooping, though. <laughs> well, he's clearly had a lot of practice. I mean, he doesn't have shit else going on for him for, like, 17 years of his life. Yo, if you're a young gun growing up in, like, in the Old West, yeah, you just learn a hula hoop, you know? Well, I mean, you, you have so much time in that day. <laughs> Arguably, his time would have been better spent learning how to ride horses, which he does later when Phil teaches him. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, no, he, you know, the meme that's like, well, you were out like chasing girls. I was studying the blade. <laughs> yeah. It's like that, but for hula hooping. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. And Peter is quite artistic. Like that's one true. of the early conflicts in the movie is, so they've kind of try to bring like an elevated fine dining experience almost this like frontier you know like yes. tablecloths he's and... got the napkin over the floor. yeah to like catch wine drips you know he has a little are pizzazz. they for wine drips though uh, i don't know <laughs> but he's made these like paper flowers that he's decorated all the tables with like quite elaborate crafts yeah and uh benny comes character is kind of mesmerized <laughs> by them and like hypnotized but disgusted and the way he's like putting his finger into the center of the flower it's like oh a, he just fingers the flower dude it, yeah it's this odd little moment yeah. I, I like the way they gave his character a few moments that were kind of unexpected like when he is alone in the house at night and like signs the guest book 
yes yeah <laughs> it's just like you don't see that coming it's like oh okay yeah or even like how articulate phil is when he's writing the letter to their parents right uh he said something about oh a a suicide widow and her half-cooked son <laughs> i'm like that's a good turn of phrase yeah yeah suicide articulate. that's very efficient yeah a suicide <laughs> widow is, is very efficient yeah <laughs> do you think hula hooping would ever like impress girls do you think girls can ever be impressed by a good hula hooper um obviously peter no. isn't, trying to, isn't trying to call the ladies but i don't know do you think in elementary school you know you know how you used to hula hoop in like gym class in like grade five grade right five? or they would give us like hula hoops for like five or ten minutes like yeah. not even a whole class devoted to it yeah but, like a little filler activity do you think that'd be impressive to girls like damn that guy can hoop like if you can move your hips really well yeah in grade five you think, you uh not grade... when we were in school but i don't know what's going on with kids now <laughs> they're like doing Fortnite dances in a hula hoop <laughs> does anyone hula hoop anymore i don't know man i don't know i mean there's no reason they couldn't no no the technology is available it's, <laughs> it's we invented it at least 100 years ago <laughs> well it was the first invention when you think about it the wheel <laughs> they made the hula hoop and then they're like oh we could actually get around with this yeah too. yeah <laughs> this could actually have some wide wide range of applications yeah dude people were hooping tires before they ever put them on cars just hooping rubber <laughs> um i was gonna say another thing i wrote in my notes you're seeing kind of these characters who are a bit more rough and tumble like play at being more civilized um like in the very hard to watch scene where like the governor i think yes who's the official who comes like the governor yes is invited over for a party and george is very insistent that his wife play the piano which he's very uncomfortable with yes and it's just this like brutal scene of you know read the room like she doesn't want to do this uh yes but they keep insisting yes have you ever had that? Have you ever had somebody pressure you? Like, do that thing. Do that thing you do. Uh, and what would be your thing? I don't think so. Yeah, because I don't play any instruments. Yeah. That's why I don't, because I'm worried people would put me on the spot in front of the governor. <laughs> what, if, what if someone was like, podcast, come on. <laughs> well, I have heard that comedians get very annoyed by people being like, tell a joke. Be yeah. funny right now. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, you can't just turn it on and turn it off. Yeah. I, I really have to get in character, you know. I have to run lines, get in character as <laughs> toxic podcaster because it's very not like the things I would say in my day to day life. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> what, what about you? If someone was like, do a biathlon right now, do a biathlon, yeah, dude, they just shove a 22 at you. Come on, <laughs> do it. Come on, ski. <laughs> uh, what would be my thing that people would ask me to do? Um, I think one of them uh whenever i tell people i could like i could do a little belly dance i've always i've had okay. i have the gene i have the belly dance gene I, I could do a little belly swirl um could you do with a hula hoop uh i no man I've do you visualize a hula hoop <laughs> i no i i don't no i don't i've never been able to hoop man i have never been able to sustain a hoop damn it, it always ends up sad, it always ends up limply falling yeah. by my feet you can't keep it up i can't keep it up Damn. <laughs> what if, what if you're at the 
at your unnamed school and you just saw a kid who was like a hula hoop prodigy holy shit like practicing in the gym yeah. you know yeah would you go up and be like can you teach me <laughs> <laughs> real quick nobody else is around can you show me how to do that what are you doing third period I yeah have a, I have a prep block you write them a note to like get out of something like, <laughs> I, I need to go see mr name redacted <laughs> uh also moving my ears i have, I have a, a few weird body based mm. body based talents moving your ears yeah check it out whoa for the listeners george is not lying <laughs> the That's top like, of my head just came whoa off, right? yeah <laughs> holy shit yeah yeah steam's coming out of your ears yeah. you're overheating <laughs> um where are we at man what are we talking about? We were kind of just jumping all over the place. Yeah. Oh, we were talking about piano, her playing the piano. Oh, and Phil is also quite an accomplished banjo player. Dude, he's sick with the banjo. He's he's, 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 he's really nice. good with the he's, banjo. He's nice with the banjo. Yeah. <laughs> so you do see that be behind the very rough exterior of this character. It's like, you know, he's an articulate writer when he's writing a letter, like he's playing the banjo. Yeah. There's like something more to him. These are all very fleshed out characters. I mean, this yeah, is totally, you know, I hate when people call movies a character study or a character portrait. It's like, I get what you're saying. Like, it's very character driven, I yeah. guess. But it's like, I don't know. It's not the, it just feels very, uh, I don't know, reductive to to call a movie a character study. But 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 this movie really was a very strong character study of mm-hmm. Phil. Like it was very his. In fact, like almost every character in this movie is like very fleshed out, very nuanced. Yeah, very rounded. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the I, this is based on a book. I don't think we mentioned that. So yes, based on a book, and I think in the book apparently they do confirm that Peter is gay right okay whereas the first time i watched the movie i'm like like i'm quite sure based on context clues but maybe i'm jumping to conclusions because you know you could interpret by the end of the movie some of the moments of like flirtation or suggestion with benny Com. it's like (laughs) those were necessary to lure him into a false sense of security to kill him with the anthrax and the rope. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> you never know when the spoiler is coming. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I like to bury the lead. Sometimes <laughs> I just blurt it out. We should start doing cold opens before the intro where I just say the ending of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he dies in the end. <laughs> but then comes back to life. Um, yeah. Benny Com. Benny Com is a good, that's a good name. That's like a Bronco Henry type yeah. name. Bronco Henry Dr. does something. Bron- Dr. Bronco Henry. <laughs> Bronco Henry does sound like a male porn star name, though, right? Oh, it totally does. Oh, based on uh, Bronco Henry, I was tempted to look up, like, what's Bonnie Henry up to these days? I haven't heard from her. <laughs> and I saw a video from a few months back of her describing yet another iteration of COVID that's somehow even more transmissible than the uh, last one. And it was like, yeah. Omicron, something, something, something. So, right, right, right. Shit's so played out. <laughs> Dude, well, I guess they got to keep their jobs, right? I, I guess. We gave them the job for the pandemic, I, and once it's over, well, yeah. got to keep paying them somehow. I think she's just inventing new strains That's, now. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> to kind of justify saying. her position. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like a couple of years ago, we were all very aware of like, what's the latest iteration? Like, what's it named? Right. Whereas now it's like, I don't fucking know. Version. 1.007 yeah to the update it's like when you're playing warzone and you turn on your playstation there's just some 
insane patch where it's like now the bullets falling out of this gun make this sound effect <laughs> okay whatever just let me play <laughs> doesn't matter but okay sure <laughs> um yeah bronco henry w- w- that guy <laughs> that guy really fucking did a number on betty Com, man like yeah <laughs> he he fingered some flowers let's say yes with very with, with much betty so. Com, i think um to the point where like yeah he feels the need to like go off into the secret jerk off meadow uh pretty regularly keep this like stash of like male basically like male nude magazines i Um, think those magazines were almost meant to be like bodybuilding magazines back when you couldn't just explicitly publish something as gay porn it would be like men's fitness like yes exercise but obviously it's full of almost nude men yeah uh which peter discovers yes um and it's kind of intrigued by (laughs) and that's when peter realizes that he's gay um yeah and then it ends up using that against him yes Um, dude what if he just had magazines of young arnold (laughs) (laughs) and somehow anachronistically just exists in that world i was gonna say this was uh pre-steroids yeah in those like quote-unquote fitness magazines oh they were all, all maddies yeah oh they were all liver so kings. it would finally be attainable body goals for men <laughs> yes yeah imagine being that jacked at that time you know because yeah. they, they didn't really know about like about fitness that much in that time right nobody I, I, like when did it start becoming the goal to be jacked like i feel like even in that i would time, say the I, 80s probably like it was still a novelty at that time to be like jacked right oh you would have been the exception i think a lot of people would have been kind of like what phil looks like like fit and in good shape from yeah. doing a hard day's work every day yeah exactly. but the goal there is not to you know eat uh at a caloric surplus and like watch your macros and yeah. you know um target certain muscle groups right i think just the overall lifestyle for a lot of people was conducive to being fitter yeah then you also had jesse plemons so it's like to be kind of uh chubby and puffy in those days was unusual too what do you think was the female preference at that time what do you think was uh i think like a man who can do a hard day's work yeah out in the out in the field yeah yeah you don't think it was because you know there was like that time period where they liked chubby dudes because mm. it's like chubby pale dudes where it's like a sign of wealth yeah. if you're able to eat enough that you actually gain weight yeah which is more like medieval times right yeah Kinda. it's more so medieval yeah. yeah but i wonder if there was still that aspect of it because that was still a time of like you know scarcity scarcity yeah. and like having to do hard labor and stuff so it's like i don't know maybe maybe the plump maybe the thickness was still so she vogue. looks at the the character of george and it's like well, if this guy is out, successful enough to be thick, then clearly he's doing something right. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's also funny that very early in the movie, George is taking a bath and he's asking Phil, like, oh, have you used the house bath yet? And Phil's like, no. Dude. Like, he- implying that he would never take a bath. And it's like, later in the movie, he's lying on his back in a <laughs> meadow jerking off. It's like, I, I was going to say, <laughs> he's like the first unclean gay guy (laughs) yeah a repeated point is like he doesn't want to bathe yeah he likes being dirty 
the only gay guy who I, does it. Yeah, who doesn't have a good uh, grooming routine. Exactly. I Oh, I wrote down the line. So this is before they have like the governor and his wife over to the house. Yeah. And uh, George is a little concerned about like, oh, Phil presents himself as, like so rough. He might kind of ruin this. And uh, he says to him kind of delicately about the wife. She might mind if you come to the table without a wash up. Yeah. I like the phrase wash up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wash up. I'm uh, I'm potting without a wash up. I got to say. <laughs> I uh, didn't shower this morning. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know. Just didn't. <laughs> Just didn't. <laughs> Just didn't strike my fancy. Yeah. Yeah. I probably will tonight, though, before I go to bed. Nice. Nice. Glad to hear that. The post-pod wash-up. I, I do bathe for the listeners. <laughs> I'm, I'm not as filthy as Phil in this movie is. <laughs> He's like, I'm filthy and I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I stink and I like it. I think he actually says that. Yeah, right? he does literally say that line. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he kind of avoids the fancy dinner for as long as possible. And he's just like chilling by himself in the stable, like yeah. repressing gay thoughts. And then later he comes in and someone goes to shake his hand and he's like, Oh, you better not. Like I'm fresh off the horse or whatever. Oh, yes, yes. And then he's needling Kirsten Dunst more about like, oh, you must have been playing the piano, all this shit. He's like, yeah, I was definitely not like sitting on the Bronco Henry saddle. Yeah. Naked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, Stroking he, it tantrically. He strokes the saddle a lot. Yeah, so he, he still has some like artifacts, it seems, of Bronco Henry, like the uh, scar for whatever that was and the, the saddle. He has very elaborate, like, he really needs to set the mood for the jerk-off, you know? He really needs, he, like, a good ambiance. It like, is, like, ritualistic. He's a really, yeah. like, kinesthetic, you know? Like, <laughs> with, sure. Like, you know? He needs that touch. That, right, like, right. His that love language is touch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, I, like, I think he would be into ASMR if he mm. lived in our time period. You know what I mean? Totally. Like ASMR, J-O-I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine trying to explain love languages to people in this time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I should also say, like, the extended crew of cowboys. My love language is not beating my wife. What's yours? Yeah. <laughs> Mine's beating my wife, actually. <laughs> and they're like, what are you, a sissy? Yeah. Um, they're the only two love yeah. languages. <laughs> we should say that the extended crew of cowboys, they're all kind of like mutants. They have very bad table manners. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. They're it looks, basically like a Greek chorus of just like whenever Phil says something homophobic, everybody homophobic. chimes in. Yeah. Like, woo, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I watched this with subtitles and it is a lot of like that shit. There are even some scenes where it's like almost inaudible on the actual audio, but you have like the people chiming in. With yeah. Stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if we have anything else to say. Well, we, we ran through this pretty quick. Oh, I was going to say... Another thing, I wondered if you had seen this. So the actor, Sam Elliott, was very critical of this movie in the press. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, he kind of put his foot in his mouth saying like... Sounds like someone's repressing gay emotions. Uh, yeah, I, I, perhaps there's an element to that. So he was basically critical of Jane Campion being like a New Zealand director. Right. And then I believe this was filmed in New Zealand. Like, I don't think any of it was oh, filmed on location. Okay. Which the movie looks great. Like, I think the setting was believable yeah, um it awesome maybe if you're very familiar with that area you could be like oh this doesn't quite look like it but yeah. certainly fooled me yeah um so he was criticizing like her not being american 
the filming location not being American. And then something about like, oh, all these cowboys running around with shirts off, like they're Chippendales dancers, like <laughs> all this shit. And it's like, Sam Elliott, you're just an actor. Like you played a cowboy for so long, you fucking broke your brain and you think you are one. I was like, <laughs> I don't think you're, you're claiming this movie is so inauthentic. And it's like, I don't think you you have any authenticity to speak down on this movie. He's just jealous he can't be gay and eat ass because of his big mustache. Right. Well, I was going to say he's now in one of the Yellowstone spinoffs that right. I haven't seen. Apparently he's super good in that. But there you go. I, I think he later uh, was kind of under pressure to apologize and be like, yeah, that was like an unnecessary statement to make. But he really had it out for this movie, uh, portraying perhaps a different side of frontier life. Well, Jane Campion is sick, dude. Well, she yeah, she, she goes up to accept her best director Oscar and and uh, just just trashes uh, Serena Williams. <laughs> I haven't she's, seen that. She's like, Serena, you're sick, but like I play against men. I have to play Yo, against men. Let's go. <laughs> and everybody hated her for it, dude. That, I thought that was fucking fire. <laughs> so funny. Straight fire to be like to shit on another exceptional female yeah who excels in her field like yeah you're good but like i actually but... play against men dude <laughs> which in... is true i mean serena would get destroyed by federer i bet right but also <laughs> completely different <laughs> completely different fields all right and let's take a break there uh we'll be back folks with we'll uh, be back we'll talk about the ending yeah yeah all right folks so let's talk about the ending of this movie one second before we do that if i can just jump in so the thing i mentioned with sam elliott occurred yes. on mark maron's wtf podcast and later uh hold on the headline is sam elliott apologizes for power of the dog comments i said some things that hurt people and i feel terrible about that and then jane campion claps back at him later responded i think it's really unfortunate and sad for him because he's really hit the trifecta of misogyny and xenophobia and homophobia she told deadline last month i don't like that I think he was being a little bit of a B-I-T-C-H. Plus, he's not a cowboy. He's an actor. (laughs) (laughs) Jane Jane fucking rocks. (laughs) Dude, she's the shit. (laughs) Okay, so you were going to say... Now I want to find Jane Campion's retraction to like (laughs) the shit she said about Serena Williams. (laughs) What did she say? I love a good... She said I made... I love a good retraction. A good backpedal. She said, uh, I made a thoughtless comment equating what I do in the film world with all that Serena Williams and Venus Williams have achieved. I did not intend to devalue these two legendary black women and world-class athletes. The fact is, the Williams sisters have actually squared off against men on the court and off. Okay. It's news to me. I don't think this has been filmed. Can I see the footage? I need this footage. (laughs) Pull the tape. (laughs) And they have both raised the bar and opened doors for what is possible Hmm. for women in the world. Okay. Real quick. Are you wearing a 9-11 memorial wristband? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So what about about the month of March 2023 prompted you to wear a 9-11 memorial item? Dude, what prompted you to forget is the better question. (laughs) I thought we were never going to do that. Damn. I thought we said we were never going to do that. Is that something you got on Grailed after you didn't buy the Life of Pablo tour merch? Don't talk about that publicly, man. <laughs> well, you decided against it. I can talk about it. 
<laughs> Yo, uh, yeah, Amanda got this for me. Shouts out, Amanda. Oh, uh, right, because she's in New, New York. York. Yeah, ah, she donated yes. to the firefighters, to the ah. dogs, the real dogs, <laughs> the real dogs. <laughs> okay, so the end of the movie. So um, Peter realizes that Benny Cum is gay, gay as shit, and he uses that against him essentially uh, because he's been tormenting his mother. Yes, who is spiraling into alcohol abuse as a result. Because he's being a fucking shitty-ass roommate, dude. Yeah. He's just being... He's being a bad neighbor. Like in the Zac Efron movie, bad neighbor. (laughs) Sure, sure. (laughs) Um, And, you know, as I said, this movie's all about power dynamics. And he uses his own, you know, uh, basically... um, realizes that now he has power over this guy he yes. can use his gayness to <laughs> draw in benny come and make him believe that they you know could be an item or could whatever potentially have a relationship that would maybe mirror what cumberbatch and dr bronco henry had at <laughs> yes. one point yes and so and and essentially make him more vulnerable and make yeah. him trust him more to the point that he can do something bad to him. Um, so, and you know, so the title of this movie comes from the, the scene where he, uh, Benny, Benny Cum is explaining to Peter um, what he sees in the mountains. So he, at various points in this film, he's like stared off into the mountains, like yeah. just the, you know, the, and nobody else can see anything. They're like, "What are you looking at? What are you looking at? What are you seeing?" And uh, you real, and he goes, "You know, do you look into those mountains? What do you see?" And Peter goes, "Oh, I see a dog, like right away, like a yeah. shadow of a dog." Um, and he sees it right away. Um, nobody else has been. And able I to saw see it right it. away this time. Yes, but I didn't the first time. I yes, watched it. I, I don't know what was going on. With me. <laughs> yeah, um, embarrassing. And so, uh, and this is something that. Um, bronco henry showed benny come yes anyway and that's where the title comes from but it also comes from the bible verse and the bible verse is uh uh deliver me from the sword my life from the power of the dog Mm. yeah and so what is the power of the dog in the context of that quote because i don't know (laughs) the power of the pog (laughs) dude what if he's like i thought you were gonna say the power of the pod (laughs) dude what if what if uh benny come was like yo look at those mountains what do you see Peter's like a dog. Like, I see a shadow of a dog. He's like, no, you don't see that thick ass white girl in the mountains. <laughs> the shadow of that thick ass white girl. <laughs> that big booty white girl. He's like, how do you see color? How do you know she's a white girl? Yeah, it's a shadow. How I, do you know that? I just know. <laughs> I have a way of. <laughs> I have nature sense. Okay, so what what does the quote mean though? <laughs> I'm on pins and needles here, dude. All right, all right. The power of the dog. So basically, it comes from this Bible, the Psalm, where um, this homeboy is getting tormented by, he's getting bullied, basically. Okay. Um, and uh, he's just praying to God, like, like, please, like, save me from these dogs. <laughs> okay. The dogs are getting after me. Like, referring to his bullies, to the bullies. as kind of dogs, yes. like almost animals? Yes. Okay. Yes. And... Mm. essentially benny cum is the the dog right and he's a powerful dog right and and this movie is all about the power dynamics and he has various ways of he's so intelligent that he has all these ways of 
understanding people's vulnerabilities and people's um, insecurities. Although he has all these pent up insecurities himself, of course, and it all ends up being this mask. Yeah. Um, and in the end, of course, Peter ends up doing what he does better. You know, he outsmarts him by using his own insecurities against him. So let me say how that happens. So later in the movie, when Phil is kind of taking an interest in Peter that borders like mentor slash grooming, uh, he's showing how to make like a rawhide rope and he's saying to peter like oh we can finish this like before you go back to school decide to be a doctor and uh a doctor <laughs> a dog <doctor. laughs> <laughs> damn got me good dude uh and peter ends up contributing some like rawhide to the project which is later revealed to contain anthrax so basically phil is handling this toxic material that makes him quite sick and then he ends up dying yeah yeah and virtually untraceable to peter like nobody yeah. can really and at the end we the see the perfect crime we see peter handle that rope with gloves almost kind of like a maybe mirroring the way uh phil was handling like the saddle and stuff kind of like this memento right and then he puts it under his bed yeah um so, and then even I thought the shot of him looking down at his mom and George almost kind of was similar to when we see Phil earlier in the movie, just ominously standing up in the window. Nice. So it's kind of like he becomes Phil. He kind of becomes Phil. He kind of becomes the, the dog, the dog, the yeah. master of the the domain, if you will. Which is interesting, right? Because the, the from the Bible, you know, it's all about you know, God, you saved me from these dogs. Right. Um, but in this movie, you know, well, dog spelled backwards. It's God, <laughs> dude, you are your own dog. You are your own dog. You well, are your own God. Well, you know, you know and, and he is, you know, a science guy too. Yeah. Right? He is. He's a Bill Nye. He's a real Bill Nye type. So he, um, you know, I, I don't know. Is this, is, is that a factor? I don't think religion is a huge factor in the the film, but is, is, that, is that some sort of a statement about like the power of, mm. I don't know um intellect and uh sort of enlightenment thinking like anti-religion you have you know um you know, you know very pro-science so right very well you know what they say god helps those who help themselves right and peter right. definitely helped himself yes and so did benny come in that meadow <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes he did uh yeah one of the letterbox reviews i didn't read was like um this is uh what was it i gotta hold on i gotta pull it up again but it's something like here we go um never underestimate a bottom in stem <laughs> and it's like yo peter is the power the stem power bottom, yeah he's, for sure <laughs> he he tops from the bottom what yeah. can we say folks um i was going to say also i thought of my first watch in the movie it was left a little more ambiguous what happened but it's very spelled out that like right like there's no yes. other way to interpret this no no way, no <laughs> way yeah which is why i like this like it's a very it's just a well-written story like it's a very clever uh plot and i i think a lot of the hate of this movie it's like it's very low plot low well yeah it's a slow burn and i think in the western genre we're accustomed to seeing a lot of action that's yeah. very externalized and very literal yeah so to have this kind of simmering like psychodrama yes. psychosexual even yes uh maybe some people weren't expecting that true but i 
I would say it pays off in the end oh, yeah. so much that you almost have to forgive it. Oh, totally. For that in the end, yeah. you know, because the payoff is so good. I feel like it's a really, really strong payoff. Like it really culminates. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think there have been some really great revisionist Westerns over time and the Western genre dates back, you know, as long as we've had movies basically. So yeah, yeah. there have been so many eras and iterations. Um, yeah. yeah. And in more recent times, I would say audiences are more receptive to seeing movies like this that, maybe explore a different side of sexuality and kind of the, well, this isn't even the old West. It's kind of the, the new West. Yeah. I don't know. What's the cutoff for saying the old West. I feel like it's not into the 1900s. Right. Yeah. It must mm. be 1800s, right? Yeah. Cause this is like 19 mid 1920s. Yeah. Ish. Cause he's rocking like off whites and yeah. <laughs> and true religions, you know? He's like, damn, Virgil designed these sneakers. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to get bullied. <laughs> yeah, I can't get over how white and modern looking those sneakers He's got are. like Air Force Ones on. Yeah, and... that's like the worst footwear choice for being on a, a ranch. And then what's like a modern jean mm. that I can reference? There's not like jean, so... jeans are kind of out of style, right? Like, well, what's like I was a good a... jean reference. Levi's that feels too Levi's, old. yeah. I mean, lots of people still rock Levi's 501s. Uh, Supreme jeans kind of had a moment. Supreme jeans, yeah. uh, rappers really like a Miri, a Miri <laughs> that are all like ripped up and shit. Do you notice that more people are wearing OVO drip? Yeah, what's going on? And why do people think this looks good? Dude, it's so <laughs> shitty, right? <laughs> Like that, yo. I, I I noticed that I think there's a new store in Metrotown. I was doing some shopping, by the way. I got my pod drip today. Hell yes, new new shirt, new pants. I got the you're knit, in like a the knit joggers. You're in like a cream colored t shirt, like a over slightly like a bigger size, a bit of a boxer fit. Boxer fit. Yeah, you've got some nice textured joggers. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I'm really happy about these joggers, <laughs> man. But um, got the 911 band. Hell yeah, <laughs> most importantly. <laughs> but uh yeah there i there's a obo store in metrotown now so i so whack yeah there's one downtown the original one was like on robson right I right i just can't say matt i've also, seen a lot of students in obo drip and it's crazy because drake has gone through so many different eras but i feel like to me he hasn't been cool enough to wear his merch in quite some time yeah 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 <laughs> i i don't really want to be affiliated with the drake brand yes <laughs> at this point in time <laughs> yeah man what's been like the biggest drake song from the past few years even oh yeah something from certified lover boy maybe knife talk with 21 savage maybe i yeah i don't know which can't be way too sexy right that was maybe there was because they were talking like 2011 to 2014 2015 it's like okay i can rattle off a bunch like yeah i know yeah. the individual songs i don't know man yeah i don't even know yeah I, I think kids will just like blindly listen to drake if if he comes out with a new album kind of like yeah kind of like kanye like yeah they're just legacy artists like even for kids i think where it's like yeah um yeah they come out with some new shit like they'll just listen to it <laughs> i mean hey i'd rather wear yeezy than obo yeah 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 uh drake also has his line with nike i think it's called nocta oh yeah i've seen some sponsored ads for it I can't say I care for it. Right, right. Uh, so this movie is definitely a chill from both of us. We both recommend chilled. it. And if you're a young, clueless man and a woman asks you for movie recommendations, 
think about stuff like this where <laughs> it's probably going to be artsier than what the average person would watch but you're not like scaring the hose <laughs> you know <laughs> Yo, like, you gotta stop scaring the yeah hose. stop oh, stop man. stop screaming these hoes yeah <laughs> Have you heard the Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia song, Scaring the House? Oh, sick. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I was playing it on repeat the other day. I got to listen to the new Peggy. Yeah. I was listening to, uh, we can get into like Rex now, maybe. Yeah. Movie or Rex. what time are we at? Do we need to take a break and then come back? Or uh, We're at 15. We got. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We can, we can wrap it. We can wrap yeah. it. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to the new. Um... Depeche Mode album that came out. Those guys are oh, still, really? still kicking around, dude. Still making, still making bangers. Nice. I'd say. They had one a few years ago, right? Or a yeah. couple years ago? Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah, that song Wrong. Remember that song? Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. I was born in the wrong town. <laughs> dude, they're so sick. <laughs> they rock. Uh, yeah. They have some some dark, twisted songs yeah. on this one. Um, yeah, that was sick. Watched the new Scream movie. Highly recommend that. Uh, watched um, Capote is the one I wanted to. Oh, yeah, yeah. That to, one's good. To hey? really shout out. Yeah, Capote. Um, yeah, that was my first time watching it. Watched it last week. Dude, yeah, man. Philip, Philip Seymour Hoffman was uh, crazy yeah. in that movie. So good. Like, <laughs> owned that character. Yeah. Became that character. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great movie. Great movie. I've never, like... I, I never really knew anything about in true uh or in cold blood or whatever i um, want to read it i want to read yeah. it very badly now yeah mm -hmm. but the whole story behind it, it's so wild how he like i didn't know he fucking hannibal lecter like talks to the killer and yeah like, man that's <laughs> falls in love with him yeah yeah it's nuts it's a great that's story. some real gonzo journalism right there yeah dude uh <laughs> yeah that was that was a good one anyway yeah that's my nice that's my wreck um yeah i mean i've been watching a ton of fraser recently yeah fucking rules uh especially the 90s episodes best best season what's the best season i mean i just finished season four which has my favorite episode where fraser puts on a recreation of the first like radio play that the station did oh yeah and it becomes a disaster because he's like over directing it and like too difficult to work with oh yeah and then he ends up calling in niles to do a bunch of the voices and things go like so off the rails it's so fucking funny so yeah maybe season four um nice. yeah i feel like once niles and daphne get together which obviously had to happen it's like things fall off a bit after that but mm -hmm. i i still think it's funny all the way through nice. um yeah i just love the sets love the acting um yeah i have a few music racks so the shirt i'm wearing is from the emma ruth rundle concert i went to oh, yeah. on friday oh nice uh at st james hall in kits which was really cool to see like a concert in basically a church venue i've, I've been to a church concert yeah um, it was awesome yeah it was like a folk um artist yeah it's it's really cool vibe yeah, really cool. Um, she was a really fantastic live performer. So she played her newest album, which is from a couple of years back, like in its entirety, front to back. Oh, nice. And it's like very stripped down, like singer songwriter. She was alternating between being on piano and then being on guitar for front, some songs. Front to back con album yeah. concert is that's awesome. And then she did a couple other songs at yeah. the end, but it was like a ten song that's show. Awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she's an incredible singer. Like the songs are very intense i kind of got the sense like 
the songs are super personal for her and probably like bring up some difficult stuff but uh yeah and then also her opener was pretty interesting he played saxophone but like in a very mournful way and would like loop some of the stuff he was doing and then like play over it damn and like it started so (laughs) slow but built up to something really interesting yeah and then she called him out for one of her songs and they were kind of playing together oh nice um yeah but yeah, definitely recommend Emma Ruth Rundle, uh, especially the Engine of Hell album, uh, which I saw performed. And that's, you can see the shirt says that. Nice. So this is her artwork. Um, I've also been getting into the British rapper Slow Tie. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been his, thinking about hopping on. His recent album is Slow really tie. good, especially the song. Is So it starts with the song Yum, uh, which is like it kind of makes me think of you know the song you by kendrick lamar yeah where it's just like a very almost too personal look into somebody's head and it's like very intense very manic and he's you know talking about all these issues in his life and substance abuse and negative thinking and kind of just spazzing out it's very like um discordant song that sounds good too um the music video is good too yeah the whole album's good nice um yeah, that's pretty much it. Sweet. I the only movie I've seen in the past week has been well, The Power of the Dog, and then I also rewatched uh, Brandon Cronenberg's Possessor last mm. night, which was really good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Body horror. <laughs> yeah, and have you seen that? No. Oh man, you should because I think it's the uncut version that's on Netflix now. I've seen which I saw in the theaters when it first came out. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, I've seen like very little Cronenberg. I should do a. I, I was gonna say because this is deep the son who is making fucked up stuff now too. Oh, oh yeah, I was gonna say yeah. So I saw this review. It's not on, David. It's Brandon yeah. This Cronenberg? is Brandon, his son. Oh shit! I saw a review of Possessor on Letterboxd. It's like, what life event happened to the Cronenbergs to make them like this? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I want to see Brandon Cronenberg's new movie, Infinity Pool. Oh, okay. uh, which I've heard decent stuff about. Sweet. But yeah, haven't had a very movie heavy past couple weeks. So yeah. that's pretty much it. The other one I saw was this um, documentary about this uh, writer's festival in rural China. What, what happens? <laughs> <in that one? laughs> it's about as exciting as it sounds. <laughs> it's about his director. He's one of my favorite directors, Jia Jiangke. Um, and then it's just about his hometown and like, okay. Uh, yeah, this writer's festival that happens in his hometown. Does um, anyone pump iron in that one? No, man. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about how much they respect dictators. Yeah. Um, no, but I, it just made me like, there's some, I'm for some reason, I'm obsessed with the Chinese countryside aesthetic. Mm, I was telling my buddy Frank the other day, like there's something about the rural Chinese countryside that like, oh man, it really gets me pumped. Hmm. Like I would love to go and see just like travel around like rural China. I can see. Dude. Yeah, that would be interesting. It's so, I don't know. It's, it's a vibe. I can't, <laughs> I can't describe it in any other way, way, but it's just such a vibe. Huh? Yeah. I love it. Um, I was going to say, should we tell people what movie is going to be next up? Yeah. Yeah. We should. I think we're doing the movie cam on the next episode mm-hmm. uh which i have seen before you haven't seen no nope. i recall it being pretty good nice um i think it's different from the movies we've done so far you know it's a little bit of a thriller it's a little sexy i would say 
deadly illusions, but good. <laughs> but good. Yeah. <laughs> what if that was smart <laughs> and good? Um, yeah. So watch the movie Cam. Uh, definitely tell your friends about this podcast. Maybe yeah. don't tell women if you're flirting with them that you listen <laughs> to this. Uh, feel free to give us some iTunes reviews if you like what you've been hearing. Oh, yeah. Uh, totally. You can email us at howoriginalpod at gmail.com. Uh, oh, I should also update the listeners. No news back on the lab yet, the Spotify lab. Right. You know, hopefully we'll let you guys know as soon as we have something definitive. Totally. Uh, before we get deplatformed from Anchor forever. Get me in that lab, man. Uh, and lastly, our Instagram is How Original Podcast. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to try to put some more memes on there. I do a lot of stories and obviously post about whenever a new episode comes up. Yeah. Hit us up. Text us, email us, send carrier pigeons. <laughs> no anthrax, though. Please, no anthrax. <laughs> please, no anthrax. Yeah, send us fan mail, but please, no anthrax. <laughs> All right, I think that'll do it until next week. Okay, bye. Bye. Yeet. 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 <laughs>